0: Hilchis Nachlas, the Laws of Inheritance, chapter 9. This chapter contains 15 halochas dealing with the status of inherited property when it is still a lump sum property before the heirs have divided among themselves. Haloche Aleph Hoachin brothers whose father died and left them property, Shadayin Loicholku Yerusha Savihem, and they have not yet divided up among themselves the property that they inherited from their father. Elakula Mishtamshem BeYachad Bemashaheini Achlohem, and all of them are jointly making use of the property that he left to them. Harehem Kishutvim Lachol Davar, they are considered for all purposes in law, considered to be as any kind of partners that jointly own property. And so the law is not only with brothers who are inheriting their father's property, but any other degree of relatives who are inheriting jointly some property. They are considered to be partners, joint owners in the property of the person from whom they are inheriting. And in any of these cases, if any individual heir does some business buying and selling with this joint property and profit is realized from that business, the profit also belongs jointly to all of them and when the estate is divided, that, prop- that profit is also divided. <inaudible> if the heirs have among them some brothers, let us say, are over bar mitzvah, they are gidoylim, and some are ktanim, some are young children under bar mitzvah, only those who are over bar mitzvah are doing business with the property, and the young children are not doing anything, and the older children, those who were over Bar Mitzvah, brought in profit and increased the value of the property, they have nevertheless, even though only they brought the profit in, nevertheless, the profit belongs jointly to all of them. And the young children who had no hand in earning this profit nevertheless get a share of it. Amru, if the older brothers, however, declared and said. See here, this is exactly the amount of money that our father left us. And we take responsibility to see that there will always be this amount of money here. But we are going to do business with it. And we will take the profit. Then, then the profit, or the increase in value, belongs to the one who brought in the profit. But that's only if it's a prophet that came in because of some expense that uh, some expense that was incurred by the person who brought the prophet in, since he incurred the expenses and the trouble with it. Therefore, he alone takes the prophet. However, if the property increased in value by itself, not because of any effort or expense that someone went to. For instance, there was real estate, and the river banks flooded over, and flooded it, and fertilized it, and it increased in value without anybody doing something, or the market value simply rose due to inflation, and the value went up. (laughs) HaShvach Le'emtzah. Even though only one brother, or only the older brother's were in charge of handling the property. Nevertheless, such profit, since nobody did anything to bring in this profit, the profit belongs to all of them jointly. Halacha gimel v'chein, and similarly, the law applies, im hoisa ishte shalmeis, hi hayureshes b'chalal ach If a woman was married to her father's brother, and now this husband, who is her uncle, died and left over his property to the brother who was her father, and her father had died previously, so now the property is being inherited by her along with all her sisters or she's inheriting it along with her cousins, because it was some other brother who had died, and now all the cousins are inheriting, and she, who was married to the, one of the brothers, is also inheriting here uh, from, an, uh, from an uncle, she's inheriting along with her cousins, but it's property that had belonged to her husband, And since she was married to the last one who had this property... She was married to him and she was dealing with his property and she brought in property, uh, prophets to the property. <inaudible> Nevertheless, even though it was she who brought in the prophet, the prophet belongs jointly to all the heirs. However, if she stipulated and said, <inaudible> See, this amount, this is exactly what my husband left over. <inaudible> and now I am going to do business with this and I will take the prophet and she brought in profit then just as we learned in the previous halocha any uh, if due to any expense that she went to she brought in some profit to this property in this case the profit belongs to her Dalid, Mishay Yodishes Oviv, someone who inherited his father's property, and he brought in an increase in value of the property, he planted trees, he built some construction on the property, and later on it was known that he himself is not the sole heir, he had brothers who lived somewhere else overseas, then the law is Inktanimheim, if they were young children, then, as is our usual law, the prophet that was brought in belongs to all of them. The imhoyuk however, if the brothers were over bar mitzvah since previously it was not known that there were other brothers he didn't know that he would have to share this with someone else then we make an allowance for him and he is allowed to take a share of the property of the prophet just as any other sharecropper is allowed to take a share of the profits. and similarly a brother who was placed in charge of property property in trust for a child, and he brought in profit, in such a case, we do not make an allowance and let him take a share of the profit like a sharecropper, but in this case, the uh, profit belongs jointly to all of them, because he was not given any permission or authorization to go in and take care of the property halocha hai, min ha'achim, one of the brothers who was inheriting property, shalokach Mois, if he took some of the money, he took cash, the osa and he did some business with it, then the lawyers, imhoya talmid chochem, if this brother was a talmid chochem, shaini meiniach terosi shau'achas, meaning by this a talmid chochem, who does not leave over the learning of Torah and do something else, even for a then the prophet is his because it's as if he had given notice that he is doing uh, business with it and the prophet will be his. Even though he has not given notice, it is because... Because it's obvious that he meant to make the profit for himself only, because since he is constantly occupied full-time in learning Torah, we know that he is not going to leave over the learning of Torah in order to make profit... For his brothers, If he left over the learning of Torah, it's obviously that he intended to make the prophet for himself. <laughs> if one of the brothers who inherited it from the father, if the king appointed him a collector of taxes or he appointed him a bookkeeper who does business who gives out who disperses and takes in money that belongs to the king and these are profitable appointments or any similar job of a royal appointment and he was appointed for that job and this job brings in money if he was appointed for his father's sake that is it was because he is the son of this father that the king appointed men. For instance, their father was well known in doing such jobs. The Omar and therefore the king said, Namid Tahtov Binoi, let us appoint his son in his place, Khased and this was done in order to do a kindness with the orphans, then hapras shayitl, then the uh, remuneration that he takes, the money that he earns from it, and any profit that he earns from this work is Lachholakim is to be shared by all the brothers, because he got his job strictly because he was an heir of the father, and even if he himself was very wise, and he himself would have been appropriate to be appointed for his own sake, nevertheless. Uh, since he was appointed for the father's sake the income belongs to all the brothers if however he was indeed appointed not because of the father but because of his own merits then then it belongs all the income and profit belongs to him one of the brothers if he was doing business selling and buying things there in the house and then among all the business that he did he bought slaves and on the uh, bill of sale for the slave uh, only his own name was uh, written as a purchaser he himself was the sole owner of the slave according to the document or he lent money to some people and the document the uh, note securing the loan had only his, his name on it the Omar and he claimed Mois elu shehilvesi, this money which I lent and now has to be paid back, or or the money for which I bought these slaves these slaves This was my money alone. Where did he get money? After all, they all inherited jointly. He says, This is money that I inherited from my mother's family, and all the other brothers were from a different mother. He says, This is my inheritance alone, and not from the money that we all jointly inherited from our father. Or he says, No, I found money in the street under such conditions in which one is permitted to keep the money. Or somebody gave me a gift of money, and it's for that money that I bought the slaves, or that's the money that I lent. All of Lahavi Raya, he has to bring a proof, that he inherited some other money that belongs to him only, or that he found some uh, money in the street, or that he received a gift. Otherwise, the assumption is that this was done with money that belonged jointly to all of them and the slaves are joint property or the loan that was lent when it's repaid is repaid to all of them jointly. And similarly, Haisha, a woman whose husband died, and she was in the habit of doing business with the money of the house, and then there were they found documents, sheheim, shtarei memkaravodim, bills of sale that she had sold slaves, Ushtare choivus, and they found, uh, debts that she had undertaken, yoites al and these were all under her name that she was the one who had sold the slaves, or she was the one that had incurred the debts. The Amra, and she said, Shall li This is mine. Li mi this is money that I inherited from my parents. I inherited this money from my family, and it's mine, not money that belonged to my husband. She has to bring a proof that she had uh, some other inheritance. Otherwise the assumption is that it was her husband's money and her husband's heirs uh, will own this. V'chein almona and similarly an almona she was uh, as a guardian she was doing business with property that belonged to the orphans. and there were uh, bills of sale and other legal documents were discovered that had her name on them and she said this is from property that I inherited or I found something or it was given to me as a gift she has to bring some proof that it was hers otherwise the assumption is that it belonged to the orphans if however she had property that was hers and we know that she had property that belonged to her that she brought to the marriage and when the husband died she recovered the property for her own and she said she claims she took this money from her nedunya from the property that belongs to her then she 's is believing however if she did not have property of her own and she didn't bring any proof that she had inherited anything or found it or been given a gift then everything is assumed to belong to the heirs. When do all of these rules apply? That is, all the rules that we learned here that the heir who did business has to bring a proof that it was his own otherwise the assumption is that it belonged to all the heirs when there were brothers or there was a widow that, had, that did not have their own separate maintenance they lived together that is the widow together with all the heirs or the brothers all lived together and they all kept one joint household if however they were separate They kept separate households. That is, even the food that they ate was from a separate kitchen, and they were all living separately. That means that each person was given an allowance what to live on, and the widow also was given an allowance. Then they don't have to bring any proof because it's all entirely possible that they legitimately had money from the allowance that was given them for their maintenance. Maybe this person was very stingy in spending that allowance, and he saved money from his food allowance, and that's what he bought the slaves for, or that's what he lent money with. In such a case, the brothers would have to bring a proof that the money that was spent here was money that belonged jointly to them. And so if the one who was doing business with the money of the house died, in such a case, now they want to recover it from his heirs. In that case, they have to bring a proof. Even if they were not with a separate maintenance and there is no proof that he inherited separate money or anything, nevertheless, they would have to bring the proof here since the one who did the business is unable to bring proof since he has died. One of the brothers, one of the they found in his possession a promissory note that his father had lent money to somebody. It was the father 's note, and now the money was due and He says that it belongs to him now all He has to bring a proof that his father had given it to him, and his father had actually written a document transferring ownership of this to him or that he had commanded orally that this document be given as a gift to this particular son while the father was sick and if this son could not bring any proof then the assumption is that it's simply an ordinary part of the estate and the document belongs to all of them jointly and when the money is collected all of them received it jointly when does the previous rule apply if they were brothers who are inheriting from their father because in this case why does he have to bring a proof that the father gave it to him because otherwise we assume since they are sons they, they feel free to take things from their father's property and, the son, and therefore we assume that everybody is grabbing what he can grab and therefore we assume that he simply took it without authorization but someone else who shows up with a document that uh, belongs to someone else and he claims that this person gave it to him or that he purchased it from him or something he can collect whatever is due on that note in his own name and he doesn't have to bring a proof because how did the stranger get it? Obviously he must have been given it but sons have to bring a proof because otherwise we are afraid that they simply took it one of the brothers he took 200 zuzim or Umnis, he took this money in order to pay for his tuition to learn Torah or to learn some means of livelihood and now he since he has gone to learn Torah or to learn a trade, he is not there together with his brothers, and nevertheless, he wants to be, to provide for his sustenance. ...from the joint property that was inherited... ...the brothers can say to him... ...if you're not together with us... ...when you're together with us... ...you can take your share of the food that we're eating... ...but when you went separately... ...and you want to maintain yourself separately... ...you can still take only a share... ...in as much as uh, all of us are taking... ...and even though that will not be enough... ...for your separate maintenance... Because the expenses of feeding one person himself is not equal prorated to the expenses of feeding many people together. In other words, if it uh, cost five brothers to feed themselves for a certain period of time. A single brother now goes out separately and wants to feed himself, and it has to cost him, not his $100 share, but it has to cost him more than that. Nevertheless, he gets only the $100 as if he had been sharing in the food with them. (laughs) If someone died and he left behind, Older sons and small sons under bar mitzvah. Even though the expenses of clothing and shelter and such for the older sons uh, are more than the expenses of small ones, nevertheless, even though the expenses of clothing and shelter and such for uh, the older sons ones, cannot take the ones, greater amount that they need for their uh, clothing and shelter maintenance at the expense of the smaller sons who need less, (inaudible) nor can the small ones eat at the expense of the big ones. Smaller ones eat, uh, more, need more food than the uh, older ones since they are growing. And therefore, since the amount that they need for their expenses are different, they divide everything equally. If the older sons got married and used money uh, of the joint inheritance for their wedding expenses, and they did this after the father died, yesu Tanim kein, miklal then the smaller sons, when they get married, they also are to be given an equal wedding from the joint property. And then what's left over is to be divided. If the older sons got married while the father was still living and the father paid for their weddings, and now the father died and the younger sons who were not yet married said, After the father died, the younger sons who were not yet married said, We will get married at the expense of the estate just as you got uh, married at our father's expense we do not listen to them in, with this claim whatever the father gave to the older sons as a gift was given as a gift and whatever he failed to give to the younger sons they simply lose out and now they cannot claim an extra share to pay for their weddings if the father married off his son and paid for the wedding the osalei made a wedding feast for him, and the expenses were from the father's money, and then some wedding gift was sent to this son while the father was alive, and since the father paid for the wedding, the father took the wedding gift. Now the father died, and the custom is, and this is a law also, as we learned in Hilchah that when someone sends a wedding gift, he is entitled at law to receive a gift in return when he uh, gets married. Now, after the father died... Uh, this person who had sent the wedding gift was getting married and now the wedding gift had to be returned. Chizet Islam said, this is paid back by the joint property that was inherited. Even though the gift had originally been sent to only one brother and not to all of them, nevertheless, since the father took the gift because he was paying for the wedding, so now when it's returned, it's returned from the joint property. However, if the son himself paid for his own Wedding and therefore the assumption is that he took the gifts for himself, and then now when he has to pay back the gift, he only pays it back. It's paid back only from the share of this son who originally received the gift, because since he paid for the wedding, the assumption is he had taken the gift. If a father sent a wedding gift to someone else in the, on behalf of one of his sons, now when this son... One gets married, and they uh, gift is sent back it's sent back to that son and if it's sent back to that son then it belongs to him alone however if the father sent it in the name of his sons and without specifying which one now when the gift is returned even though it's returned because one son is getting married but it's returned to the joint property and the person to whom the gift was originally sent, does not have to pay it back, unless all of the sons come and join in the wedding feast. Because all of them are considered... parties to this gi- wedding gift, and all of them are considered to- parties to this wedding, since the gift was originally sent in the name of all of them. If he was rejoicing only with the company of a few of the sons, and not all of them, then he sends back gifts only... Uh, in proportion to the number of children, who, uh, of sons, with whom, uh, he invi- whom he had invited to the wedding feast and with whom he was enjoy- rejoicing. <inaudible> it belongs jointly to those sons. <inaudible> if the oldest of the brothers who inherited the father's property bought expensive fine clothing and wore fine clothing at the expense of the estate... If the other brothers also receive some benefit from this, from the fact that the oldest brother is dressing up in finery, because like this, he appears as one of the nobility, and people will listen to him, and he will be therefore be able to do things that are of benefit to the entire family, then then he is able to dress himself in these expensive clothes at the expense of the estate jointly.